Welcome to the Band Hall, a Young Band Directors of Texas podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chelsea Frazier, president of YBDT, and with me is Amanda Blackstone, our executive director. YBDT is a nonprofit organization for young band directors in Texas. We're here to talk about the ins and outs of teaching band, especially in the first few years of your career. Today I'm joined by Aaron Bieber, one of our advisor program leaders and also band director at Floresville High School in Floresville, Texas. Um, today we're going to talk about one of our favorite things, which is summer, and one of our least favorite things, burnout. So welcome, Aaron. I'm so excited to talk with you. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Also so excited to sleep in and all the wonderful things summer affords us. Oh my gosh, sleep is amazing. I take it for granted on a regular basis. It is so amazing. <laughs> you know, the pandemic taught me, I think I figured out my true circadian rhythm. You know, like the times that your body needs to go to bed and wake up to feel good. And I've decided mm-hmm. that mine is going to bed at 11 p.m. and waking up at 9 a.m. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. But every time I say that, my husband always laughs at me and he's like, everyone feels amazing after 10 hours of sleep, Amanda. That is just a fact. (laughs) That's true. If only, you know, the school districts would recognize that. I know. I mean, I think it's inevitable. Like school could start and stop at any given time. And then people like band directors and football coaches and things would start showing up earlier and staying later. Like... I just think it's, unless it was really strictly enforced or something, I feel like it's inevitable for extracurricular activities to happen outside of the school day at ungodly right. times. <laughs> so what, is, what was your like wake up time for work this past year? Uh, for work, um, on sectional days, I would be up at 515. Um, oh, that's early. It it is. Um, <laughs> I I have about a thirty five minute commute, and so you know I gotta get up and get going. Um, on non sectional days, I'd be up like six five forty five or six, get to sleep Jeez. in just that little bit. I remember growing up, my dad, um, and he's an attorney, so he also works long days, but like different, mm-hmm. but. Um, I remember him saying, like, I hate that when I go to work, it's dark. And when I head home, it's dark. And I just thought he was complaining, you know, like, whatever. (laughs) Grownups, they complain about everything. And then now I totally understand that feeling. Like, you're just like, do I ever get to see the sun? And, (laughs) you know, and it just feels like, I guess it makes the days kind of run into each other a little bit. because, Mm -hmm. Because you don't have that, like sense of morning and night like it's just all dark especially in the winter Um, but you know i I know a lot of people have like seasonal depression and stuff like that probably for those reasons um yeah yeah, we're in a when we're in a band hall no windows and no reason to leave you know it's hard to hard to get any of that sunlight that's kind of essential for our life and happiness Right? Like, like it makes me, I always joke that I'm like a lizard because I really just want to like go out on like a cement deck and just lay there and just get all the vitamin D. (laughs) Yes, like literally. And in fact, I used to be a summer camp counselor um, before I like graduated college. That was my career, I guess you could say. And, um, (laughs) 
and the camp that I worked at would always have like a rest period after lunch, you know, just kind of like a recharge. I mean, a lot of the kids would, even if they were older, would like sleep, right? But I am one of those people that I do not like taking naps. They make me feel awful. Like I wake up from a nap, I'm like hot and sweaty and irritable. My head hurts and like everything is wrong. And so um, I don't like taking naps. So what I would do is during like the nap time for the kids, I would go out on the front porch of like the little cabin and just like sit in a chair and read or whatever. And my kids would always be like, why don't you have to have rest time? Why don't you have to have a nap? And I would say, oh, it's because I'm solar powered. I just need to recharge on the porch. That's all I need to do. I mean, you need sleep, but that's what I need to do. And when I was with the super young kids, they believed it. And it was, it was hilarious. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I am I still never stand by grumpier. It, yeah, I'm never grumpier than when I wake up for a nap from a nap. That's why I just don't do them. Like, just just don't do it. I mean, do something relaxing. I mean, even like meditation or something, but like don't let yourself fall asleep is my approach to it. So what has been the highlight of your summer so far? Oh, my summer so far. Um, well, last weekend, um, my fiance and I got to go home to our hometown and um, have a wedding shower. So that was really nice. <gasps> oh, nice. That's fun. Some, yeah, some little old ladies uh, from they, they would probably not appreciate me calling them that on a podcast. Um, do, do that they I knew listen growing to podcasts. Up. I don't know. Do little you know, old ladies listen to podcasts? I'm just curious. Maybe that's the threshold. <laughs> yeah. No offense um, to anyone listening. <laughs> yeah. No offense to any little old ladies on the line. Um, <laughs> But these nice ladies from my, my hometown um, threw this great shower for us. It's something they asked to do for us. And we just got to go and get presents and bask in attention. And it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. Are you guys from like a smaller town? Or I don't really remember where you're from. Uh, we're both from Midland. So oh, that's right. That's right. West not Texas. Not small, but, but very isolated. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Small community or tight-knit community. Indeed, yes. Well, that's great. So, that sounds like a good highlight for your summer. Yeah, it's been great. And um, I, like right after we got back from that, I got to go up to um, the New Braunfels area for a friend's 30th birthday party. We stayed in a Airbnb and went tubing. So it was all kind of running together. But it's been it's been an eventful summer so far. So that sounds that. fun that sounds like a lot of fun and pretty similar to what i've been up to like this summer i've discovered that the only way to deal with the heat out here in central texas and the humidity which still kills me because i grew up in the desert this humidity is like not something i've completely adjusted to the only way to survive it i've decided is to be in the water Okay, it can be, you know, a swimming pool, it can be a lake, it can be floating a river, but you got to be in the water, otherwise you're dying. And so that's probably been my highlight of summer so far is um, a couple weeks ago, I went to Canyon Lake with my mom and my brothers, my sister-in-law, my Mm -hmm. husband, and it was great. That's where we were. Oh, 
Oh, see, it's so nice out there. Yeah, I had never great. been before, and it was like I thought well priced where we stayed, and it was easy going mm-hmm. day, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, my brothers and I did not get along very well growing up. Like we <laughs> tolerated each other, but I think we were all two years apart, you know, age wise, uh-huh. and I think that was like a little too close for comfort, and <laughs> so we were always right. like, you know like bugging each other and everything but now that we're all grown up (laughs) it's been so nice to hang out at a lake with them and you know and we're all completely different but we get along now and it's like dang so i guess this is one good thing about becoming an adult is that now you get along with your siblings (laughs) it took only 20 something years (laughs) yeah better late than never right Mm mm-hmm but it's just that quality time, you know, it's mm-hmm. you're you're not dying from the heat because you're on the water. You get you got drinks and snacks and what more could you want? Exactly. <laughs> um, so the other interesting thing about summertime, I, I think, is just how much movement there always is, you know, in the band world with jobs and things like that. You know, I have not been super plugged into that stuff this year because I am not looking for a new job myself. Like, I feel like the summers that I have been kind of on the hunt for a new position, I'm like pretty aware of, of movement in my area. But um, but this year I've kind of like purposefully stayed out of it. But mm-hmm. even with that, I am noticing a lot of, first of all, like exciting announcements, like lots of people are getting hired to these positions that I know they're gonna be fabulous at. And it's very, very mm-hmm. exciting. Um, But then also you'll see every once in a while those like posts on Facebook or something where it's like, hey, I'm leaving the profession. And to this day, you know, I've been teaching for seven years. So this will be my eighth year coming up to this day. I'm still shocked like every time I see that. And and I don't like I don't know when if it'll become a normal thing for me. But I every time I see it, I'm like, whoa. Wait, really? Wait, this person? Wait, really? They're mm-hmm. not going to teach next year? And then I feel this like, like, you know, like, oh, man, like all these kids are going to miss out on that person, you know? <laughs> yeah. Do you, can you relate to that at all? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I have multiple, multiple friends that are that are leaving the profession. Uh, one of my closest friends um, is... Uh, actively trying and just for not not even for teaching reasons just for for various other things and it's it's sad to see that but you know it's it is exciting that they get these new opportunities and you know and we have all these friends that are getting new band jobs as well that are Mm -hmm. that are getting brand new opportunities so it's a lot of bittersweetness when you see those kind of things float around the social media Right. And it's like, it's no judgment on anybody for, you know, choosing a different path for their life. It's like, that's normal. It's what you should do. You know, like change is scary for everybody. So if someone's going to come out and, and, um, you know, kind of say to the band community, like, hey, I'm going this different route. Like that kind of takes guts, honestly, because Mm -hmm. the Texas band community is very tight knit and um, we can be a little obsessive. Notice I said we. (laughs) but you know it's one of those things like yeah it takes guts to take a left turn 
in your career or like something in your life and and do something different like it's brave so there's Mm -hmm. never any you know judgment towards those people but then i also do like i wonder i'm like what why are they leaving are you know are they going to come back um how much are they going to continue with i I assume they'll probably always foster a love for music in themselves but you know it's like Mm -hmm. are they going to keep playing are they going to keep teaching on the side like somehow it's just it makes me wonder because I do think that, um, you know, music education, I think it's one of the most important things in it, our society, to be honest. And that's yeah, probably just, you know, that could be, you know, me just from my perspective, but I think music education is life changing. And, um, and, you know, I get kind of sad when I see people going a different way than staying as a music educator. Um, and I do wonder sometimes, like, has burnout increased? Has people leaving the profession increased? Or is it just that we're more aware of it because of social media? Like, I wonder if someone did a study of all the job postings, let's say on TMBA, in the past 20 years, and they compared, would it be about the same amount of positions every summer? Or is there like an uptick uh, since the pandemic? Or is there like an uptick in the last 10 years? You know, I'm really curious about that. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, there's there's never just one reason, you know. Um, I think definitely um, there seem to be a lot more people leaving the profession. Um, you know, there's, there's always been people that leave band directing you know i mm-hmm. you know even before social media and all that um you know you'll see lots of people that say oh i used to be a band director i worked as a band director for 10 years and now i you know run a brewery or something <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> and um you know it's i think there's a lot of factors to that and it's it's always um it's always everyone's individual personal story as to why they left. And I think that it's a lot more public now because we're a lot more into sharing what's going on in our lives. Um, but I think that it was kind of a, it's been kind of a perfect storm of the pandemic and um, just the way that job satisfaction overall in our country has been. Um, I think all that's kind of mixing together and, you know, we're getting a lot of people leaving and a lot of people changing jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, teaching for the past two years in the pandemic, it's, it's no joke. (laughs) It's no joke. You know, it's something that when, you know, YBDT started, we wanted to help reduce burnout. And, and one of the ways that it seemed like we would go about doing that was first of all acknowledging that it was a thing because there was definitely a factor when we started especially of like don't talk about it like Mm -hmm. you're you know i think in in general across the you know country people have become a lot more um accepting of people sharing their struggles especially with anxiety or depression things like that and i'm so glad to to see to to see all of that destigmatized um but then you know, a big part of we felt like reducing burnout would be 
to acknowledge it, acknowledge that it's a thing, acknowledge that it's something that um, all of us deal with at some point in our career in different, you know, levels of severity or for different reasons, but it's there. And that was kind of like the first step. And, and then the second step we felt was like getting band directors connected so they don't feel like they're by themselves. So they're not dealing Mm -hmm. with, you know, challenges in their career by themselves. And, but then at that time, we could have never predicted that this pandemic was going to come and what everything that it has thrown at us. It's just crazy to me. And I do think it has like this summer, for some reason, I don't feel so much this way about last summer. And that's just me personally. This summer, the exhaustion and like the like just full on, I'm just tired, you know, and I talk to other of my teacher friends and I'm so glad they are taking time for themselves and they are resting and they are like prioritizing that because especially if they're planning on teaching next year, they know they have to be ready, you know, for the, what's going to be required of us next year. But I don't know about you. I just feel the effects of the challenges we've faced over the past two years a lot this summer in just the form of fatigue. I'm just straight up tired. (laughs) Yeah, I completely agree. It feels like this year in particular was a, a big challenge for a lot of people. And I think it's, has a lot to do with the fact that it was our first quote unquote normal year. um, That that was like anything but normal, but we all thought it was going to be normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think everybody everywhere wanted to, you know, continue things just as they had been. But also all this stuff people are trying to make up for has been piling on. And I think that we're feeling a lot of that. I think teachers especially, um, you know, now that the the star test, you know, waivers have gone away, mm-hmm. you know, they, everybody has been trying to you know, pile on things that kids have missed and all these things, community things have been trying to catch up from the previous years and band contests have been (laughs) stacking up. And it's, I think it was just too much for most of us to handle. Um, And it like, I felt like the last month of school was just like, a crawl <laughs> trying to make it to the finish line yeah. and lots of great things, but it was just, it just took a toll. Yeah. I always look back on my school year and I like convince myself that time must not be truly equally measured. Like there's just no way because I look back and I'm like, how did that we- one week last forever and then this month went crazy fast like for me the month of april just flew by and i kept telling my students i was like guys this month is going to go by so fast and of course we had our solo and ensemble on the last day of april or something and i was like warning them because i was like y'all have to be ready like i know that the last day of april seems really far away but it's going to come so quick and it did and then um yeah it's just funny to me how sometimes it feels like like time scrunches up or it stretches out, like especially throughout the school year. Or I've also noticed that in my like, in my days this summer vacation, cause I'll be like, 
you know, oh, I'm just going to sit on the couch for like an hour and, and watch one episode. And, <laughs> and then it's like, it's midnight. <laughs> yes. It's like seven hours later. And I'm like, oh, how did this happen? And then, you know, and then I'll be doing something actually like, you know, boring. And then it takes forever over the summer. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm just convinced. I'm like, someone's toying with me up in the universe. Okay. Someone's <laughs> messing with me here. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I think I just think there's like, we're all feeling the same thing. Like, I mm. think this past year was not what we expected. And yet we knew we couldn't have expectations, but you're human, so you do, and then you get unpleasantly surprised. And and it's that concept, like you said, of catching up. It drives me nuts. It's like, mm -hmm. why can't we just be where we are? And why can't we just, you know, do what we're doing to the best of our ability? But this is kids we're talking about. Like, I can't really speak mm -hmm. for, you know, the corporate world or anything like that. But, I mean, our job is children and kids are where they are you can't you know like they grow at the rate that they're gonna grow some get really tall over the summer like all my seventh grade boys that come back and they're towering over me and then others are the same exact height for years and it's mm -hmm. like okay look at our bodies okay we all progress differently education like it's not a matter of catching up like the pandemic had big effects on our whole world um doesn't matter how old you are and it's like well maybe we should just i don't know throw all that out the window and just do what we know to do but mm -hmm. it's hard it's it's hard it's the whole idea of having standards and stuff <laughs> yeah you know it's you've always got to meet your kids where they are and these days the kids are in a very different place than they probably would be otherwise and so you've got you've got to adjust to that. You know, maybe you can't play the UIL set that you play every four years. Um, you know, you have to choose <laughs> maybe new music. You should, God maybe forbid. you shouldn't do that, anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, you've, you've got to you've got to adjust to where the kids are, and mm -hmm. that's that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. and you're not you're not going to get the best out of them. You're not going to retain kids if you don't. You know, if you don't bring them up from where they are. Yep. I do wonder about, I, I mean, maybe this is unfair for me to think, but I'm kind of like, if you have not taught in the pandemic, you don't even know. You don't even know. Like, you can think that you know. Like, let's say Joe Schmo, UIL judge, who is retired band director and can imagine what it's like. You don't know. You don't. Like, it is, no no one, except for the people who just did it, has ever done something like that before. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, don't pretend. <laughs> it's, it's a whole other, like, experience from campus to campus, too. Everybody's been, you know, hit a little bit differently. But mm -hmm. that being said, I'm really excited for this coming year, um, hoping that it doesn't, you know, get oddly derailed i hope i don't get covid again in january because that sucked um <laughs> but it's yeah, like preach. looking at this coming year i'm like dang this feels real this feels like like we're back at it a little bit but in a positive way not like mm -hmm. 
oh, we're going to try to be back at it and it's going to stretch us, stress us out and it's going to be, uh, you know, anyone's guess if it actually happens. I, I'm like, hey, we look like we're actually set up to to be where, you know, where we should be. Although I try not to use the word should. <laughs> My flute professor in college, she would always say, stop shooting on yourself. <laughs> and I every time I use that word, it's like, her voice, which, you know, she would be so proud to hear me say that, but her voice is like in my head and like, don't <laughs> use that word because it's I true. Like, that. yeah. Like who's going to say what you should or shouldn't be doing? Like you're just saying that you're shooting on yourself, making yourself feel bad, but really it's, that's not what it's about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Are you excited for this coming year? I am. Yeah. We, um, you know, we've got our, our marching show all set up and we are yeah we're right now kids are we've got guard camp going on at the school and thankfully i don't have to be there Um, (laughs) preach (laughs) and we got drumline camp coming up and so kids are already i mean it's june 15th and kids are already like digging in and getting ready for the year and i'm not ready for that yet but i'm excited for it i know (laughs) it's it's crazy to me how, especially high school band. Now, keep in mind, I have never been a high school band director. But, like, y'all don't take a summer. Like, when is summer? And, you know, I just recently found out that, or, I mean, I guess I already was aware of this. But, for instance, my contract doesn't have any extra days attached to it. Mm-hmm. It just, I think I get a stipend, and then I obviously have my normal days. But there's not any extra days. And then I found out that other band directors, other districts and things have like you know extra days added to their contract that they have to be there Mm -hmm. which i mean good that means they're getting compensated for the extra time that they're doing and it's kind of like an administrator you know they don't have much of a window for summer vacation either it's like a lot shorter Mm -hmm. but at the same time i as a middle school teacher outside looking in i'm like why are high school bands like encroaching so much on their on their summer you know what i mean like, I think about mm-hmm. that a lot with the TBA convention, because I know that high school directors struggle to attend TBA because of its timing towards the end of July. But it's like, mm-hmm. well, the end of July, you know, this is a convention for band directors, first of all. And it's like, what, we want to go earlier to this convention? Like, then that's less of the summer there. I don't know. Do you feel that way? Uh, I do. Um, personally, my contract, I have 15 extra days. Um, and 10 of those are put towards the, the beginning of the school year where summer band is. Um, so we do three weeks of summer band and, um, the, the last week of summer band is in service. We can't count those days because they are contract days and blah, blah, blah. And (laughs) so I have, we have, I have five extra days that I have to put at the end of the year. And so we use that for, um, for like band hall clean out with officers and stuff and i i clean and repair horns and things in those five days but it always feels like there's more to do and i i have to stop myself from Mm -hmm. from doing extra because you know it needs to get done but you know is that valve still gonna be you know needing repair in two months when i start my new contract yes it'll still be there that's right it'll still be there it'll still be there for us so you know i i try my best to only work 
in my allotted contract hours. So sometimes that's not feasible or possible, but that's that's a boundary I try my best to set with myself. Um, and I think that's been a very um, large but quiet shift in um, thought lately mm-hmm. is um, maybe not so quiet, <laughs> but maybe quiet <laughs> in the band world. Um, but, you know working your contract and not doing more without being compensated Mm -hmm. um i think a lot of people are you know valuing themselves more and i think that's a great thing Mm -hmm. um you know i think that sometimes people can take that overboard the opposite direction but you know i think it's important to advocate for yourself in that way you know yeah i think I mean, you have to value your time. You know, I I think it was May that I was being asked to judge a lot of soul and ensemble stuff and then also to help at instrument testing drives, which I enjoy doing that. I love helping out my mm-hmm. friends. Um, and it is still like money in my pocket, you know, but it came <clears throat> to a point where I was like, I am about to give away all of my weekends for the month of like April and May. Like every weekend I'm going to be doing one of these events. And I just was like, no, like I blocked off a weekend Mm -hmm. in my calendar that I said, you cannot work this weekend. Like, don't do it. And it was because, you know, you also have to think, well, how much do I value my time? Um, You know, because that's something I've learned to start asking myself that honestly, I think when I first started teaching and I was like, a single Pringle living in a one bedroom apartment by myself. I didn't have anybody. I only had a cat. I didn't even have a dog yet that I needed to take out. So I could come and go and do whatever, you know, work long hours or help out at friends, um, other band events and things, make some extra cash. But I was, you know, not home very much. Well, now that I have a significant other and I have a dog who's very needy and very clingy (laughs) (laughs) and like, and I think I enjoy being home more. I start valuing my time differently. I place mm-hmm. a higher value on it, um, just to where, like, you know, let's say it's an instrument testing drive, and they say they're going to pay me seventy-five bucks, but it's like four hours or something. I might be like, you know what? I think I value my time a little more than that. So I'm going to recommend a friend to you and, Mm -hmm. you know, have a great day. And maybe there could be people listening to this podcast that could judge me for thinking that way and be like, it's not all about money. It's not, you know, we do these things for the community or for music education and stuff. But isn't it at the end of the day? kind of about money (laughs) like it's it's our job money yeah Mm -hmm. and i don't think there's anything wrong with acknowledging that um you know i am glad that at least like i feel like school districts if you look really long term um school districts have gotten so much better about allowing people to compensate for helping Mm -hmm. at events stuff like that like now our school district like bookkeeping departments have to be okay with the fact that we're gonna cut a check to our you know band director colleague for this amount because they came in and did this event whereas um my understanding is like in the past um it was more like just you just showed up and helped out because you were gonna help them they were gonna help you like kind of you might get lunch and a six-pack of beer out of it, but yeah. that's about it. I'm glad that we now get cash. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And, <sighs> you know, it is about the kids, but, you know, I 
I'm not into that that martyrdom lifestyle of giving up everything for that because it's my career. It's how I make a living. Mm-hmm. So I I want to be compensated for that. Absolutely. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so back to kind of talking about burnout a little bit and mm-hmm. and not to beat a dead horse because I do know this um, topic does get brought up a lot. But I'm curious to know, what are your priorities going into the summer vacation? What is it that you are going to prioritize that you know will ensure that you're recharged and ready to go at the start of the next year? Oh, that's a good question. Um, A lot of it is it's time for myself and time for my my people. You know, Mm I... I'm a very um, outgoing person. I'm an extrovert. Nah, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm one of those never met a stranger types. And, <laughs> you know, people people like us, people like me, we, we still need to recharge our batteries. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy being alone on my couch, you know, with a a big bag of chips watching netflix as much as you know anyone else does um and so summer is really a time where i kind of veg out you know as much as i i feel like i can um but i also it's a it's a time for me to check in on important people in my life you know i like to take trips and you know see friends stay with them sit on couches eat chips with them and (laughs) you know make time for the important people that you know they have busy careers as well and so you know lots of them are teachers because that's just kind of how it works out you know but it's it's our time to see each other and make time for that and it's 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 always a lot of fun yeah absolutely i think for me i always go into the summer thinking i'm gonna get a lot done which is just plain unrealistic. Come on. Like, I, I you know, you yeah. have the projects around the house that you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I kind of chip away at those things. But mm-hmm. but the main priority for me is also rest. And I like to, to travel and get um, some adventure in there, too. You know, whether it's like hiking or, or whatever it is. Because mm-hmm. time in nature really um, helps me to feel better and ready to go and i think the summers where i've looked back on my summer and not spent enough time in nature whether it's like um you know i was doing grad school or some reason that i just didn't get out and about that much i always regret it i'm like man i really should have taken a walk every day or i should have like gone to that state park that's only an hour away or something and i've just found that that's something that i really like to do now granted when my husband and I first started uh, living together, gosh, my voice just cracked. Embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but when we first uh, started, I guess when we got engaged or married or something like that, um, he would always want to, right when school was done, like go straight to Colorado. Like it was like, boom, last day of school. Okay, we're loading the car. We're going to go camping in Colorado, <laughs> which like, okay, I'm not a spoiled brat over here saying there's anything wrong with that, but I found that I really needed at least like two or three days to be a couch potato before I could up and go somewhere like that. Compression time. Yes, I really needed that. And I mean, granted, it's the climate in Colorado is amazing. So it was nice to get out and, and away from the heat. But like, I found that I need some downtime first and then I can go do that. 
um, because that was a little too fast of a turnaround for me. Um, but it's, you know, it's like you said, like spending time with people that you care about and, um, you know, it, it's something that is really, it's important that you identify the things that will help you to recharge. And for me, it's like really big that I look back on my summer and I feel like I took time for me. Like, I feel like that's what I did because that's what summers are really for, or like time for me or time for my family. Um, and there's sometimes a push, I feel like some pressure or a push to, to keep learning, growing, um, you know, like keep chasing the carrot over the summer as mm-hmm. well. And like, that's fine. But at the same time, like, I don't know, is it, is it healthy to have that pressure there all the time? Because I don't know about you, but like my district sends out emails about like professional development over the summer and like blah, 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 and all these sessions and things. And I'm like, I was wondering the other day, I was just thinking like, where did that come from in the field of education? Why is that a thing now? Because, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I don't know. It's like something that I think that's a little bit toxic, isn't it? I mean, granted, there are some pretty cool band director workshops that happen over the summer and you can learn a lot of useful information in a short amount of time and like absolutely go for it. I think that's great. But, you know, if you're in a place where you are like comfortable with that and you are open to learning because sometimes we're just so dang tired, we're not we're not interested. But then it's like, you know, even the school districts are emailing out these professional development opportunities. And then we have this, we have that. And it's like, but what about rest? Like, what about that? Because we Mm -hmm. can all acknowledge now that being a teacher is very challenging. It's been probably even more challenging over the past two years. Like, I want to know, is there a district somewhere in Texas that has no summer sessions intentionally? Like they say to their teachers and they say, you know what, guys, we usually do these summer sessions available to you to get your hours, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to require any of that because we want you to be ready for next year. Like, shoot, sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Do you feel that way at all? I I do. Um, And it's, you know... I'm of maybe two minds about it because it's, you know, it's important and necessary to get that professional development. And I think maybe seeing all this free time we have, districts are like, hey, you've got time (laughs) for this now. Go for it. But it's also you're not you're not paying me right now. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm getting a check, but it's for work I've already done. Mm -hmm. So it's. You know, in some districts, they have um, they have mandatory trade days. I don't know if your district does where, you know, you have to do a certain number of hours of professional development during the summer in order to get this day off later in the school year or else you give up your pay for that school day, mm-hmm. um, which... Is that fair? Who's to say? Um, Right. Over my pay grade. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but it's, I feel like they're trying to incentivize us in ways that maybe are not incentivizing, but more um, prodding to get that stuff done. But 
you know, most teachers would do that voluntarily. Like I would still mm-hmm. go to TBA. Um, I don't know if, you know, an English teacher would go to TE English A or something, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I would still do those things because it's, it's what we love to do and mm-hmm. we like getting better, you know, for the mm-hmm. sake of our kids and things like that. But yeah, it just feels like just we're still getting flooded with all these emails about things to do and grading policies and things like that that they want you to know by the time school starts when it's this is our time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think teachers, if professional development or continued learning wasn't required, I 100% believe that teachers would still do it. They would still seek out learning um, professional development, self-improvement of some kind. Like, I really think that's how teachers function is, I mean, they are in the industry of continued growth and it's not a, it's not a, um, a job that you can do the same way year after year after year successfully. You have to adapt mm-hmm. and innovate. So, but I wonder like how much of that freedom aspect may be limiting, um, the growth and learning that actually happens because I know like with myself, if someone tells me, Hey, do whatever you want. Like I'm more likely to be more creative, to discover more things that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of like if you had a college degree plan that was like, pick any course, any course in our whole catalog that you want to take, how cool would that be? You'd be more likely to, um, you know, get out of your comfort zone probably and to learn something new and and to feel the freedom of first of all you chose it and second of all no one's making you do this so you can get from it what you want um it just Mm -hmm. makes me wonder like i really believe that teachers would continue to grow and learn but how would they do it and would it be better if it wasn't micromanaged if they were just told hey we want you like we want to encourage you this summer to seek out some self-improvement or some knowledge that will help you with your content Mm -hmm. and what kind of things would teachers do where would they go what would they learn possibly Mm -hmm. a lot but um yeah i don't know it's just me thinking outside the box (laughs) (laughs) but it does like i don't know it's one of those things that it it always helps me to talk with other teachers about this stuff too because Mm -hmm. unlike a lot of other jobs our we go through two very different seasons. We have like our grind and then our rest. It, and it's like sudden. Mm-hmm. It's like, gunk, like no more school. <laughs> and, you know, who else can really say that? I mean, I haven't racked my brain about every career, but a lot of jobs, like nine to five jobs, stay the same throughout the whole year as far as their schedule, their routine, you know, maybe they have like a tax season or something that's really intense. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's not this like wall that drops down and then they have like no work for like no normal work for months. Um, So I like talking to other teachers and specifically band directors about this time because summer in itself is an interesting time to be a teacher. But oh my gosh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't trade it for anything. That is that is like, if anything, if I ever feel burnt out and tempted to 
you know, do something else with my life. I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, but those summers, <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that June 1st feeling is, uh, you can't That's beat very it. true. You can't beat it's, it. It's very alluring. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on here and talking with me today. I think this has been a great time, and I'm just happy to see you rested and happy over the summer and to get to connect with our listeners a little bit more. Um, so thank you, Aaron. Yeah, of course. It was so great to be here and so glad to hear all the cool things you're doing this summer. Oh, yeah. All the cool things. (laughs) Um, So real quick, I just want to say thank you to everyone who applied to participate in YBDT leadership for the coming year. We're really excited to announce our new team members later this summer. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Also, if you're wanting to get more involved and you will be at TBA, um, Stay tuned because we're going to have some volunteer opportunities for any YBDT member who wants to come out and help. So we would love to see you, to meet you, and work with you at TBA. So keep your eyes out for that. Um, But yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. This is The Band Hall, a YBDT podcast. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at The Band Hall Podcast. And you can follow YBDT at Young Band Directors TX. Find more information about joining YBDT at our website, youngbanddirectorsoftexas.org. Until next time.